Lekutah Sicha is Chelik Yutes, Parsha Vayelech Sicha, Dalit, a summary of the Sicha. In regards to the Mitzvah of Hakel, which is in our Parsha, um, the Mishnah gives a number of details about how the Mitzvah was uh, practiced. And Rashi gives us a few of those details, but he doesn't give all the details. Rashi tell, is, quotes the words from the Torah, Tikras HaTorah Zeis, you shall read this Torah, meaning in the, in the Mitzvah of Hakel, when all the Yidin gather together. And he explains, the king would read from the beginning of Eilah Advarim, as is brought in Masech Saita. It was done on a bima, on a platform of wood, which they would make for him, in, which they made in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. That's the Rashi. So even though Masech Saita brings many other details about the mitzvah of Hakel, but Rashi chooses only these two these few details so it's obvious that these are the few details which Rashi considers to be essential to understanding Hakel from the simple from Shutei Shomikra Rashi of course does not set out to give you all the details of uh, all the dinin that are found in the Torah that's found elsewhere but the Pshutei Shomikra this must be what the Pshutei Shomikra needs these details so we have to understand why what is it about these details which are essential for understanding the Pshutei Shomikra so the first part of Rashi is quite understood because the uh, the pasuk the psukim begin, Moshe called to Yeshua and to the elders and he said to them and then it goes on to gather the people and it says you in the lashon yachid, which means in a singular form, he's speaking to one individual. You shall read the Torah for them. Who is this one person? So obviously it means the person that has the ability to hakel to gather together because that's also written. In the, uh, as an individual Hakel, you shall you as an individual shall gather together who has that ability, who has the authority to be able to gather everybody together the king, and he is the one that should be reading, so that's how Rashi knows why he explains that it should be the king, that is the king that would read then when he, he says you shall read this Torah, what does it mean what's the Torah, so he says it means the beginning from Dvarim how does he know that? Because at the beginning of the Dvarim it says these very same words. So it's these words point us back to the beginning of Dvarim. That's what he should be reading. So that's why he, we can understand why he says the first part of Rashi. But then when he goes on to explain about the, the, the bima, the, the platform of wood that was made in the Azara, why is he giving us these details? How is that essential to understanding the simple understanding of Hakil? Uh, one answer might be one might want to think is because Hakel is such a rare mitzvah first of all in our day and age it doesn't happen at all in 2000 years that it hasn't been going on even in the time of the Beis HaMikdash it only happened once in 7 years so it's the Rashi wants to give us an understanding that the child should understand what exactly is this mitzvah but it's difficult to understand say that because Hakel is actually quite a simple mitzvah everybody gathers the king reads that's the mitzvah there are much more complicated mitzvahs like karbonas the karbonoil as opposed to karbonchatos where, when, what there's so many details that is much more complicated yet Rashi doesn't find it necessary to give us a picture an overview of how it happened another question if Rashi is pointing us he wants to point us to if you want to see more details about the mitzvah of Hakel then he should have said it either at the beginning of the Rashi or at the end of the Rashi. Why does he insert it in the middle? First he says the king read from Advarim, 
as it says in Saita, and then it goes on to say about the Bima. Why didn't he say it at the end? All of these details are in Saita. So we understand that Rashi is saying that um, the king is the one that re- reads because it's talking to an individual. We know that it means from the beginning of Dvarim that over here we have to understand this, that why does he feel it necessary to say that it's from the beginning of Dvarim? Because we might think it says only two psukim earlier, Vayichtav Moshe, Moshe wrote what is it talking about over there means the entire Torah from beginning to end so Rashi has to tell us that you should know that over here when it says it doesn't mean the entire Torah it means only from Pasha fine so that's what he's trying to say but the question is how does he know that how does he know that it's talking only about maybe it means the entire Torah so to explain what Rashi is trying to say the Rashi says, The king would read. That's a very unusual way of putting it because it seems to be describing how, what was going on rather than tell you the detail. It says, Tikra, you shall read. Rashi has to explain. Who should read? Hamelech. The king should read. That's all he had to say. Tikra, who is the tik? You, the king. Why does it say the king would read? It seems to be describing a whole situation so why does he say that the reason is this the continuation of the psukim that lead up to the discussion to the mitzvah of Hakel are Moshe Rabbeinu gathered the Jewish people on the day that he was going to die Atan Mitzvah takes place on the day that he's going to die from there and he said I am 120 years old and he goes on to tell them when I die this is what you're going to be this is what you're going to be doing you're going to cross over the Yarden and then he called to Yeshua and he said to him, be strong, you're going to be the leader, you're going to be the bringing them into Eretz Yisrael, you're going to be the one that helps them to inherit Eretz Yisrael. And then he continues and says, and Moshe wrote the entire Torah, meaning the, the whole thing which had been finished that day, and he gave it to the Kayanim. And then he said to them, at the end of seven years, you shall, when the Yidden come to Eretz Yisrael, when the Yidden come to see the face of Hashem, you shall gather all the Jewish people and you shall read to them that's how the psukim go so it would be quite acceptable if we would think it would, it would stand to reason that we would think this Moshe Rabbeinu gave them an entire seder of what's going to go on now for the next seven years and at the end of those seven years gather the Jewish people together and read this Torah which I just gave which I, the Torah just says I gave it to the Kayanim read the entire Torah to them so that Yeshua at the end of seven years should, should encourage them teach them about keeping strong with the Torah mitzvahs in other words that Hakel was a one time thing it was specific to Yeshua he was the one that brought them into Israel so he's going to be reading to them what? the entire Torah that could have been how we understand the psukim. So Rashi says, no, that is not what the psukim are saying. How does he say it? He says, the king would read to them. In other words, it's not a one-time thing that Yeshua read to them on that one occasion. This was an ongoing thing. The king would read to them. It was an ongoing thing. It went on whenever there was a king, there was Hakil. He read to them from the beginning of Elad Varim, which means Hatayr Azaiz does not mean the entire Torah. It means Elad Varim, from Chumash Dvarim. And Yeshua was chosen for this not because he's the one that brings the Eden into Israel, but because he's the king. Yeshua was the king. 
How does Rashi know that they read only from Elad Varim and not? So how does Rashi know that it's Elad Varim and not the entire Torah? Because the Torah says, what's the reason that the king reads to the Jewish people? The Torah gives the reason. So that they will pay attention and they will learn and they will revere Hashem and do the mitzvahs. So for that, you don't need the entire Torah. You don't have to read the entire Torah. There are many areas in Torah which are not really to, uh, to charge someone. It's historical. There's oh, so many details in the Torah which are not written for that purpose to bring, to evoke Yerushalayim. So what would be the... It can't mean that he should read the entire Torah. It must mean that he should read something which is which lends itself to giving the Yidden... Uh, the strength and the encouragement and the inspiration to keep Torah mitzvahs. What is that? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said at the beginning of Eilah Advarim. Eilah Advarim, uh, just saying the word Eilah Advarim already conveys that Moshe Rabbeinu was t- talking tough. The word Vaidaber, as is brought in many places in Torah, means speaking Dvarim Kashim. You know, strong words. So Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to them you have to, you know, get in line, you have to do it properly, you have to be Yerushamayim, um, you have to keep the Torah mitzvahs. Eilad Varim, that's the area that they should read. That's what the Torah means that it should be read. But, is it true that the entire Sefer Dvarim is that kind of, uh, those kinds of parshas? Certainly not. There are all kinds of parshas in Sefer Dvarim. So that's why Rashi says, from the beginning of Dvarim, he would read to them. You want to know which specific at the beginning of Dvarim, it does talk about that, what Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin before he died. But you want to know specifically what they, which parshas were read? You can look it up in Masech Tasaita. That's why Rashi puts Masech Tasaita in the middle of the discussion, because it pertains specifically to what is being read from Eilat Dvarim. For this reason, because why would he read the whole Eilat Dvarim? He wouldn't. Look it up in Saita, you'll see all the, which exact parshas were read. So then Rashi goes on to, to wonder if the purpose of the king reading is so that everybody will listen and hear and everybody will be encouraged and everybody will be inspired. So how is that possible? Just when the Yidin, the first Hakel, when the Yidin went into Etzisro, the first Hakel was 600,000 people up above the age of, of uh, 20, between 20 and 60. There's all the women and the children. It's close to 2 million people perhaps. So how is one person going to be able to speak and all these people, because hakel means men, women, and children, how's everybody going to listen? How's everybody going to hear? And it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu also spoke to a kol Yisrael, and how did he do it? But over there, it doesn't necessarily, first of all, the women and the children were not necessarily there. Second of all, it doesn't mean that he spoke to them necessarily as one group. It could have been that he spoke to groups at a time. And that's how he reached everybody. But the king has to speak to them all at once. That's why Rashi says the only way that this could be possible is if they made a platform. And the king stood on the top of the platform. This way he could reach. So many people could see him and hear him. That makes more sense. It makes it more... You can envision how that could be a possibility. Even though I can't envision how, how a million people could listen. But at least it makes it more understandable how this could happen. Possibly that the, a miracle was needed in order for them to for him to be heard. I don't know, but at least the idea is more understood. 
now that he said that it was, there was a platform there from which the king read, so the, another question comes up. Everybody knows that in the Beis HaMikdash there were a few implements, the, the Menorah, the Shulchan, and so on. doesn't say anywhere that there was a Bima there. And what is a Bima doing, you know, in a place where ev- the Menorah was used every day, the Shulchan was used every day, the, the, uh, the Mizbeach was used every day. And then there is this monstrosity standing there, which is used once in seven years. What does that make, how does that make sense? And inside the Beis Amigdash, they, they had room, everybody's going to gather inside the Beis Amigdash. So Rav says, no, it wasn't Ba'azara, it wasn't inside. Even though it says Pnei, that they should come to see, when they come to see the face of Hashem, that's when Hakel take place, takes place. So that would lead you to think that it should be inside the Beis Amigdash, where the face of Hashem is. Rav says, no, it was outside in the Azara. And the fact that it says, when it says, Vayera Kveid Hashem al the glory of Hashem appeared to all the people, when, where did that happen? Pesach Oyel Meir, at the door of the Oyel Meir. Everybody didn't have to pack in, pack into the Oyel Meir to be able to see it. You could stand in the Azara, in the Chatzar at that time, or the Azara, and that's where it takes place. Why does it have to be Shal Eitz? Why does it have to specify that it was wood? Because he's saying that it wasn't something that was there underfoot every day of the year for seven years and nobody ever used it and then once a year you, once in seven years you used it it was a temporary thing, it was a wooden thing they made it specially for the event that's why Rashi goes through it it's just so that we can understand what's going on there what kind of an event this was so that explains the Rashi we find some uh, a very interesting thing uh, in regards to halacha when we look at this mitzvah of the king reading for the people at Hakil. There are two ways to look at it. One is, this is a mitzvah that pertains to the king. There are a number of mitzvahs that are specific to the king. This is how a king has to behave. These are the things that he has to do. For instance, he always has to carry a sevetayra. Another mitzvah of the king is that once in seven years at Hakil, he has to read to the people. It's a mitzvah which is upon the king. Another way of looking at it is, the mitzvah is about hakil. Hakil is the purpose of gathering the Jewish people for encouragement. Who should be giving the encouragement? The king should be giving the encouragement. Who should be doing the reading? The king should be doing the reading. But it's all about hakil. Which way is it? The same thing about the bimah could also be understood in two ways. The bimah could have been built in honor of the king. The king has to read, so you have to, a king should be read the way a king should be read. He should be up on the pedestal, everybody should be able to see him, and so on. So the bima was there to honor the king. Or there's another way of looking at it, which is the bima is necessary for the carrying out the mitzvah of hakel, which is everybody has to be able to hear the king, so you need a bima. Which way is it? So when Rashi, in Rashi's interpretation of the Mishnah, he says that reading was done through the king, as it says in the parsha of the king, in the mitzvahs were the mitzvahs to the king, not hakil, the mitzvahs to the king, it says that he should carry the Torah and read as Mishnah Torah Zeis. He should read this Mishnah Torah. When did he do the reading of this Mishnah Torah, says Rashi? the mitzvah that the king has to read the Mishnah Torah was by Hakel. So in other words, Rashi is describing it as a mitzvah that pertains to the king. 
This was the king carrying out his mitzvahs at a king, as a king. But if in our Rashi, in the Chumash, Rashi seems to be saying that Tikra Satayra Zais, which is in the parsha of Hakel, that's where we know that the king is the one, the, the, the one that's meant to be re- reading, because it says as an individual, as we said before. So here Rashi seems to be saying that it's all about a mitzvah of Hakel. The Hakel is why the king read. So in two different places, Rashi sees it differently. In the, in when he's learned teaching Mishnah, which is the place of halacha, he teaches it as um, halacha of the king. In the Pshutosh Mikra, it seems that it's something pertaining to Hakel. The same could be said about the Bima. The Bima is described, where it describes about the Bima in Shas. So the, the Mishnah refers to it as Parsha Samelech, the uh, scripture of the king. In other words, that the reading of it is something about the king. And also the bima that it describes, the whole thing is described as being done to honor the king. It says that he would sit on this bima, describing the, the king. And then the, there was a whole order of how the Sefer Torah was brought to him from the, the head of this to the head of that. And it kept going up from level to level, from one person to another, until finally... The, the person that handed it to the king all to bring out the importance and the greatness of the king the Kayin Godel would hand it to the king and as it says all of it was done in order to honor the king and it says the king would sit and read and again expressing that the king sits in the Beis Amigdash. he was the only one that was able to sit it's described that they made for him a bima so in other words the whole bima was done in order to honor the king but over here the Rashi says that it was about, or Rashi indicates, at least the way the Rebbe understands it, that it was about being able to hear the king read. That's why the bima was built, so that everybody could hear. In other words, it's a mitzvah of hakel. To explain the mitzvah of hakel, or this Rashi, and the way Rashi explains it in Miyena Shul meaning the Hasidic approach to it, the, we know that the, mitzv- the Torah is, is eternal. And the mitzvah of Hakil, of course, doesn't apply in its literal sense because the base of Middash is no longer here. But there is still a kind of spiritual Hakil that can be done. Hakil means to gather together, which to a, to a Yid means you have to t- gather together all of the elements in your, of who you are, which means your mind, your heart, your speech, your, your, uh, your thoughts, your actions, everything has to be gathered together gather together where? Into the Beis HaMikdash. You have to bring them into the holy place within yourself. There are, you know, thoughts which pertain to many things. You have to corral, focus everything into the holy place, to the Beis HaMikdash. The king is the one that has to read. The king refers to a person's motivation of Kabbalah's oil and Bittl. Submission to the will of Hashem. That's what the king represents. The king would be the one to evoke, the Semach Tzedek says. The king evoked the feeling of Kabbalah Sayyid and, and Yerushalayim in the people. So that's what it means that you have to, the king has to read. You have to bring to bear Kabbalah oil on every element of your life. Because if you do mitzvahs simply because they are pleasant to you and that you enjoy them and you relate to them, then sometimes you won't relate to something. Then it becomes all about you rather than doing, at least in a subtle way, it becomes about you. So it has to be from motivated by Kabbalah Sayyid. 
However, you can't live a life only based on Kabbalah soil because then a per- this could lead a person to become like a a shmata, like a rug, somebody that they people step all over you, and you don't have the the uh, firmness to be able to push back and insist, and that also would be counterproductive. So therefore, it says that you should you have to build a bima. There has to be a high place. You have to be on a high place. You have to feel elevated in your service of Hashem, because you need to be resolute to be able to push back against forces which try to bring you down but the bima has to be of eights meaning it has to be only a temporary thing you can uh, use your that feeling of of uh, importance only in a temporary basis and where in the azara only in the context of holy activity if you become a bima outside the azara in other areas of life this could lead you down the wrong path totally and therefore it explains how the bim has to be only temporary and also only in the azara the rabbi gives a bracha that very, by making your own personal hakel this will lead you to be zeichet to be able to see the great hakel that will, where Mashiach will, the king will read for all the yidden speedily in our days